Is that going to register your, t- your tiny little welcome? Uh-huh. All right. This is a new ASMR whispering podcast. You're familiar with ASMR? Is that how you say it? A-M-S-R-R-S-M-M-A? You can't ask me if I'm familiar with something, have me not be familiar with it, and then <laughs> ask me how to pronounce it. What are you talking about? What's it's, ASMR? It's, so people go on YouTube and uh, or whatever, your preferred listening method of ASMR or something along those lines is, and they listen to weird sounds like someone pouring a glass of soda or like... Crackling like someone touching a balloon, and apparently, like, makes your body tingle or something. I don't know if it's sexual. I don't think it's sexual. I think it's like a. But what what does ASMR stand for? Ah, something sensory. I don't fucking know. That's why I don't know the ac- if I knew what it stood for, I would know the acronym. Okay, I could reverse engineer it. Like my grandpa disassembling that boat. Oh, he never put it back together. He never regular engineered it. He's. He's just, are you telling me your grandpa sunk a boat? Essentially. <laughs> you refer to it as reverse engineering. Uh, they made him go dive down there and disassemble it, too. Uh-huh. How about that guy with uh, dropped his house in Lake Michigan? Was it Michigan or Superior? Superior. And they made him pay to get it out? Yeah. He also lost his house. What an idiot. Uh, what a dummy. That's why you don't drive your house across a frozen lake. Uh-huh. Or get divorced. To lose it that way, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the frozen lake of love. <laughs> <laughs> Someday those ices will thaw and uh, you will notice that all the fish died because it froze all the way through. Love is dead. We're all, <laughs> all going to end up, you know, all somewhere. Right. Well, Montana. Both of us have a little bit of, a <laughs> little bit on our minds coming to this podcast. Uh, you know, me personally, I parked at a spot that they stopped charging at six o'clock, but I only played through 554. So Ooh, we'll see how that what turns if they catch out. It and they just wait there. Hope not. Well, what do you mean? They just wait there till 5.54. They're probably not mm. that desperate. They probably yeah. find other cars parked illegally. Go live your life. I could have put, I went back to my car to get 20 more cents, came back because I was like, oh, I can push this thing. I got just enough dimes. I have so much change in my backpack. Oh, no, I don't. But once I got back, it printed off my ticket like as I was showing up uh, and I uh, didn't want to do a whole thing where I redo the time. So, yep. I just... It's uh, like a lot of hassle to avoid a $30 parking ticket. All right. And that's what our listeners tune in for is... Uh, is Charlie going to get a ticket on his car? Tune in next week for the the cliffhanger on that. We do cliffhangers in the first five minutes of our episodes. That's our that's mm-hmm. our move. All right. And when do we answer them? At the end of next episode? The end of next <laughs> Make episode. Make them wait through two episodes? <laughs> or we could just have them tune in, we tell them about the parking ticket, and then we go, that's all, right. that's all you needed. At the know. end of this episode, we will have cliffhangers such as, did Charlie get anything right? Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm here today to ask you about... Uh, a little, a little uh, tiff, a little uh, U.S. controversial thing, uh, thang and thung, depending on where in the United States you're from. Uh, Vietnam, mm. Viet- the war, oh, more the specifically. War. See, I was going to have to clarify that uh, common misconception: Vietnam, not in the United States. Mm. Um, Wait, what? Oh, it's not a okay. common misconception. All right. Vietnam. It's its own place. And yeah, we had a little uh, a fight with them. Mm-hmm. The Viet Cong as That's what the soldiers were called, right? Not the government. Correct. Boy, I'm really going to open myself up here. I do not know much. All right. Vietnam. You mm-hmm. know where it is? Uh, the east. Yes. It's all east to me. Asia. Yeah, it's all a matter of Southern? perspective. Is it by the... Uh... I'm going to 
place it in the Philippines there. Yeah, okay. There's, South, right? Yeah. Southeast Asia. It's like below Korea. Yep. It's going to be off of China. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on in the Philippines that I'm not too aware Boy, of. A lot of. I wish I wish we could be off of China. Never again. We are on China. Hmm? Yeah, off of China. They make everything. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're addicted to the good stuff their little children make. <laughs> I thought that's what you were telling me. <laughs> kind of, yeah. The, the kids, uh, kids know how to make products. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Oh, I'm sorry. So... We got into a, uh, here, here's the thing. Vietnam, they were their own country. I think they were split Good into, for them. Actually, they were their, their own two countries. Mm-hmm. The North and the South. Yes. Uh, a lot of that over there. Yeah, I don't know what that's I about. I can think of one other example. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the one other. We do it over here. We got our Dakotas and our Carolinas. Yep. Also don't know why we did that. Doesn't seem. I don't either. Did, it, did they start as one state? Were they like split late? No, North Dakota and South Dakota joined the united states at the same time yeah why and fun little fact they actually like shuffled around the <laughs> the, the south we used to be the north dakota no 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 <laughs> i think they filed the paperwork in a way where it's like oh nobody's sure which one became a state first oh interesting so i think they're like the 25th and 26th states but nobody knows which order they came in because is that supposed to be provocative i mean to be fair for the dakotas it is a, the most provocative thing yeah they got however uh-huh. I went there once, and uh, I didn't know what it was at the time. I think it's a play called Kinky Boots. That Kinky was on Boots. a marquee, and we thought that was very interesting without knowing anything else. Also, we went to a restaurant. It was alien-themed. Hmm. So, alien kinky boots is words that stuck with me. Is Are the Dakotas one of those places where they're like, we got a crazy guy who said an alien came here once. That's going to be oh, maybe, part of our whole state identity. Maybe. That's more of definitely the uh, southwest, but... It was just weird. Fargo was fucking weird. It Like, they would have a numbered street, and then the very next street would be a name, and then it would go back to, like, numbers again. Yeah, they don't it's know like, what, what they're doing up there. Mm-mm. And it's tough with the aliens, because you don't know what to tell them, because the cu- couple of things, they could be telling the truth, because if there were aliens, they'd go, let's go up to the Dakotas. No one will believe them. No one's paying attention up there anyway. There's a lot of open space. We could fly 20 spaceships over them, and uh, nobody's going to... Yeah, believe them or... Big city folk will just call it, uh, that guy, you never seen a star before, you idiots? Right, but then I'm also, I believe in that latter camp where like, yeah, you guys are just bored and weird. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people shouting, you know, the sky's falling in uh, larger cities, but they're just, they're on the streets. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because in the Dakotas, one guy goes, I saw a spaceship pass over here at night, and I think I just goes, yeah, me too. Like, they just get on the same page more easily. Ah, also, I could see... Um, you go to New York City, everyone's individualistic and kooky, but they've all got their own theories. Also, you need a lot more evidence to spread a rumor in New York. If you're out in, where there's a town of 500 people, someone's like, ah, I saw a spaceship. You're like, ah, no, you didn't, you idiot. And then you go to the bar and be like, fucking Greg thinks he saw a spaceship. And pretty soon everyone's like, this guy thinks he saw a spaceship. You might have seen a spaceship. Yeah. One other person had some, you know, fucking menopause, hot flash dream where they saw some lights and they're like, you know what? I think I saw that too. When was that? Three weeks ago? Somebody told me that menopause isn't real. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I heard that like the whole you get menopause and there's hot flashes, like all of that's made up. Did someone approach you and go, menopause for one <laughs> second? That shit ain't real. All right. So we talked to the same woman on the street, I mm-hmm. see. <laughs> uh, no, that seems like. I don't know. That's got to be wrong, right? That's certainly wrong. I mean, someone was like, "We cracked the define- case. Menopause is a myth." Well, it's people, been a women myth stop for getting years. Their periods. Women do stop getting their periods, but I think 
I think everything associated with menopause, like the hot flashes. Psychosomatic? Get the fuck out of here. It could be. Also, what else is associated with menopause other than hot flashes? I don't know. If we were in a really bad band, we, we would name it psychosomatic. What other than the hot flashes? Ooh. Uh, psychosomatic and the hot flashes. That's mm-hmm. our band name. There you go. Trademark. Um, <laughs> Adam believes you can trademark something by pounding the table with no, a fist. stamping. Oh, you're stamping. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is yeah, all it takes is a stamp. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know anything other than the hot flashes. Okay, the other symptom, <laughs> hot flashes and talking about it. Every woman who's going through menopause seems like she's very open about it. Mm-hmm. Do you get real dry? I feel like that's part of it. You get hot and dry at the same mm-hmm. time, right? Right. Arizona. Like Arizona. That's why they just move there. They're like, I'll blend in. I see. My vagina will blend in. All right. Pour a bunch of green rocks on their lawn think nobody notices. Is that what they're doing down there? I think they don't have grass, so yeah. The, only half the metaphor made sense. Yeah. Which means it's not I think a metaphor. They were watering it for a while until they're just like, yeah, this isn't. We should have lawns. Lawns are dumb. The lawns are kind of fun. You put ball in them. They're nice, but you just have one big lawn. You play ball in that. I mean, what you're proposing is a city. Someone said this Manitowoc Minute guy is interesting because he, uh, he's got his whole fan base that kind of. Anyway, his personal channel has videos of him being like, actually, we shouldn't have lawns because of the chemical and we shouldn't do this and it's not good. And then people are like, oh, interesting points because they like him, mm. even though he, the latter video definitely goes against their whole like oh, Wisconsin, that... northern Wisconsin thing. Well, I'm not sure who Char- Charlie Barron's the Manitowoc Minnickai, big, real popular fellow up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I don't think around the, he's from LA and I don't think anyone else gives a shit about him. He keeps poaching people off my shows. <laughs> Yeah, he's booking <laughs> comedians for his theater. He's fucking YouTube stars. Um, we're like, damn it, we offered you forty bucks to do this bar. What's your problem? <laughs> hey, I offer more. Uh, still, yeah, I don't want. I get it. Take I a, offer take less. A theater. Yeah, fair. But yeah, I don't know if he's appealing. I don't know if the people who he's mocking are into him. I feel like I they think are. They are. But then also people are like, oh, we get the joke because we aren't those people. So he's doing like satire. But he's not even Everyone's sure if he's doing on, satire. Yeah, right. Everyone's kind of on board. I, I feel like the people like that or I'm not like that, but my buddy is. And right. then their buddy's like, I'm not like that, but my cousin is. And then the cousin's like, I'm not like that, but... And it's just a big old circle. Uh-huh. Yep. I could see that. I don't uh, find that guy very interesting. He's got eyes that look like he's real methed out, but hey. Aren't if, they uh, blue? Aren't they very blue? It's very baggy. Baggy eyes. I think he's got real baggy, deep-set, socketed eyes. But we're not here to disparage Charlie Barron's. We're here to talk about some folks without deep set socketed eyes. Mm-hmm. The Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, the, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's like you make jokes and don't even know it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I knew it. That's why I'm sorry. All right. Uh, you try to transition out of Charlie Barron's <laughs> to the Vietnamese, you listener. I'm not lie, you're pretty good. <laughs> They call him old one move Chuck. So we got the Viet Cong was the soldiers, not any sort of like government name, right? Correct. Okay. And Viet Cong was the the correct term. I think they called themselves Viet Cong because we called them Charlies. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, the, the Chucks is for for short. Mm-hmm. And so they were split in the. Right, north. What if we had one episode where I just asked a bunch of Viet Viet Cong? Uh, uh, we, yeah, Adam asked Charlie. Oh, I see. I thought you wanted to do a corrections episode where we get some some vets in here. That's fine, too. Some Viet vets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we call it Nam over here. Why don't we call it Viet? That was in the... Nam, Nam sounds more... Yeah, you're right. I figured it out as well. Nam, 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 Nam. <laughs> so we were, uh, we're over there. They got their north and their south 
Vietnam. Yep. And the North Vietnam is communist. And South Vietnam is just, you know, not communist, hanging out like us. I don't okay. know if they're capitalist or whatever not communist is, but just normal governments. It's kind of, yeah, it does feel that way. It's not like everything's capitalist or con- communist. It feels like we really branched it out into or broke it down into communist and not communist. Mm-hmm. So the United States, decidedly not communist. Mm-hmm. And I think China, they're in cahoots with the North Vietnam. They're friends. Uh, a big friend. Yeah. I think Ho Chi Minh, he's running the show over there. Mm-hmm. He's in charge of China and also like, hey, I like these uh, North Vietnam folks. And then I think South Vietnam starts to go, hmm, that looks pretty good. Maybe we should also, there's, there's rebels in South Vietnam. Okay, that want to join the North? I think they go, we should, be, we should be North too. So these rebels kind of rise up and go, let's, uh, I think the North and the rebels are trying to make South Vietnam communist. Okay. Does this sound right? Oh, I don't, I asked you, my friend. Okay. I know a lot of what we do is, is based around economics, which... Well, that's a whole other... That's my major. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. Uh-huh. That's all I learned. Well, there's a demand for war, and we supplied it. Indeed, we did, because the United States, it's the 60s. We're looking over yeah. at Vietnam, and we go, okay, uh, I don't know, something's bubbling over there, a little crude bubbling under mm-hmm. the surface. So, I feel like, was it just the vocal, how vocal people were against the war that made the populate was a good chunk of people on board or did a bunch of people smoke weed and miss an election you know Uh, what i mean so you're saying who was pro vietnam war in society right yeah well so the united states they say i think jfk dies and he was like maybe we'll get involved but we don't really want to Mm. i think there's there's some mishaps over there but the u.s keep the u.s is kind of like keeping an eye right right so we like to do we like to send folks over there and they drive around in their boats, but they don't shoot anything mm-hmm. until they're shot at first. That's right. our policy until something really... Oh, you mean like big boats with lots of people? I uh-huh. think, I pictured like a James Bond where he's got a... I was picturing those gal. fan boats. Okay. Everglades. Yeah, because that's how Vietnam is. It's very jungly. Oh, yes. Are the are there Crocs? I don't think they have... Do they have Crocs or alligators? My cousin one time... <laughs> <laughs> my cousin one time ramped a fan boat off three Crocs, went damn near 50 feet. What is it, Adam Sandler film you're quoting? That was a Man in Talk Minute quote. Oh, was it? Uh, no. <laughs> Southern Cousin. I see. Uh, I don't, but it's a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. So, the U.S., they look over there, they see South Vietnam. Did they think they're... they were smaller because of the distance when they looked over there? Like, this will be an easy <laughs> fight. They look damn near an inch and a half. That might have been. I think it's literally, you look at a map. And I haven't often, but yeah. You look at a map of Vietnam, you go, well, we're huge. We got a bunch of folks. Yeah. We'll go over there and we can, we can settle this score we pretty easily. We that a lot. But then we actually send our guys over there because we say we don't want this place to flip uh-huh. from South Vietnam to red. Yeah, we don't and we want... realized, what, we didn't have the proper footwear, something like that? Yeah, well, you can it's over like there. We needed... These people are in a jungle. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to call where they live a jungle, but I think it is jungly. It's I think very it, jungly. Yeah, it's... So... You go over there and all of a sudden... Is it's like, jungle a disparaging term? Now? It sounds... Doesn't it sound offensive to refer to where people live as a jungle? Maybe. I mean, they have cities and shit. Right. But... Right. As far as the... Um, it's a tropical climate. Yeah. With big go. trees. Yeah. It's like if people said that we live in the woods, They're I wouldn't... Not, oh, yeah. I'd be a little... Un- 
You'd yeah. be like, I or mean, yeah, we farm. got, we got, be like, oh, right. yeah, there's a lot of farms, but, or if you go, oh yeah, those people live in the desert. It's very, right, just, that's fair. It's, it's minimizing. Right. It's, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's hot over there. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first war where people got to take their shirts off. Oh, fun. They that could, had to make for some sexy movies. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You ever, can you think of a, a top sexy movie? Top sexy movie. Well, they got this one, uh, what's it called? Not Heart of Darkness. That was the movie about the movie. Uh-huh. But it's uh, the Cock one with the darkness. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. You ever see that Apocalypse Now? I'm familiar. That was with, uh, that's where Charlie Sheen learned to be crazy, right? Yeah. Wasn't his dad in that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Martin Sheen is. Who directed that? Wasn't that also a movie where he's just like, I'm going to go start making it. And everyone's like, shit, we got to help him make this. Frankie Ford Coppola. Uh-huh. All right. So here's what goes on with that. Frankie Ford, he looks at this war. He goes, that's pretty cool. He makes his badass movie about it. Mm-hmm. How long after? I'm going to say like. As the war ended, it was a real so he quick film somewhere else. Found Actually, another no, tropical. I think he filmed that movie in Vietnam. Really? I don't know what the turnaround was. I feel like we were doing movies about Vietnam immediately. Wow. Well, uh, I mean, wow, as far as filming in Vietnam, if we were actually doing that. It seems weird that, like, we finished up our Vietnam War and then all the movie studios were like, can we get over there? Because I feel like every time they, they want to film. To, tropical climate they'll just like shoot it in uh, new york and be like bet you couldn't even tell it wasn't tropical climate well i think that's why this apocalypse now big budget movie mm-hmm. and they actually go over there i and like it there's a whole movie called so all right this is this is quite the complicated thing we have the book heart of darkness yep which i think is set in not vietnam mm. but it's based on like a crazy war general who's on a river and they have to go get him okay they've got to go rescue the crazy war general they adapt that, make it into a movie about Nam called Apocalypse Now that's based on Heart of Darkness, but they go over there and they're trying to film this movie about the crazy guy and it's such a big budget thing that they make a documentary. Francis Ford Coppola's oh, wife yes. makes a documentary about Apocalypse Now mm-hmm. and all the crazy things people were doing there. And the actors she, make one about her and it's she, just a nice little circle. No, she calls that Heart of Hearts of Darkness or something. Okay. Which is what was the, she mad at him at the time? Was she like, look at this asshole? I think she was just aware that she had a, a kook. Also, it's probably every good documentary. I want to be clear. I said kook. Her husband was a kook. Every good documentary is someone who's like, I don't think there's any sort of story here, but I'm just going to bust out my camera mm-hmm. and I'll talk to people about their thoughts today. And then all of a sudden, like a plane crashes. You ever see this, uh, that video they have of 9-11? There, it was like some documentary of training firefighters in New York. Oh, And they've got like the best 9-11 footage. Okay. Because they were just like, oh, we're out today and there's a cat stuck in the tree. And all of a sudden, fucking thing ran into the... The Twin Towers. Yeah, that also sounds like what a dispatcher would say when a plane flies into a building. Cat ran into the tree. We got a yeah. cat in the tree. <laughs> got a cat in the tree. <laughs> like this is Cat in tree one. Cat in tree one. Not a drill. That's if you, if you had one of those guys in one of those diners. That's how he would describe it. It'd be very confusing. <laughs> a guy in a What are you talking about? A guy in yeah, a diner. That was a weird words for shit. Oh, I was at a bar the other day. Um, and this guy who's just a drunk. You could tell this was his place. He came drunk. Everyone's like, he said morning to everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's like, morning. Like, they just knew that he was going to say that. Uh, and he said it to us. And we're like, the person I was with was like, it's not morning. And he's like, uh, I think he was like, no, but I'm. we're all morning something. Mm. Which is like, okay. This is like, he's got a couple phrases. One or two of them were funny. But just like, okay, he's he's got some stock lines. He's drunk. One was, uh, thank Iowa. And we didn't even ask what that meant. He's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't believe in God, but 
I know Iowa. I've seen that. That's real. So thank Iowa. It was oh, that's dumb. It was. Dumb. I don't like it Iowa was at dumb. All. Uh, where? What bar was this? Some uh, boy. What was it on Park? It was some divey, divey, divey place. Oh, how about that? Start. We were at Star Bar a couple of weeks ago. Uh huh. This is a traumatic oh. experience. Mm-hmm. I want to. He got busted being a. Oh man! Well, just being a guy who likes free stuff. Adam <laughs> and I were at Star Bar. We we're with our friend Esteban. Uh, upcoming corrections episode mm-hmm. or up came. Or at the stay bar. So there's guy, drunk guy, sitting at the bar. He's eating eating a pizza, right? He's got like a full pizza in front of him. So his friends start going, hey, John, we got to go. John, let's get out of here, right? And I'm watching this and I'm realizing this guy's got a full pizza mm-hmm. and his friends are making him leave. He You start, and the other guy. You and another stranger were like made eyes with each other. There's another stranger at the next table who I assume is also a stranger to this guy. Wasn't he eating wings at the time, he's too? Eating, he's eating a thing of wings. <laughs> he saw free pizza. He yells out to the guy with the pizza, hey, what are you going to do with that pizza? The guy gestures to the pizza like, hey, man, that's an open pizza. I've got no idea. I'm getting pulled out of this bar. So he goes, all right. And I go, dibs on half that pizza. Because in my mind, I'm like, this is just a stranger at a bar. We have equal rights to this free For pizza sure. we're paying attention to. So we go over there. Mm-hmm. I saw it happen. There's a supreme pizza. He goes, oh, there's mushrooms on this. Too much shit on this pizza. I don't want the pizza. I go, all right, well, I'm going to take some pizza. Start taking pizza off. Some pissed off girl comes running over and goes, what the hell are you doing with this pizza? And we go, well, John told us we're allowed to eat this pizza. And she goes, who the fuck is John? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't know John from Andy. She didn't no, say that. No, she didn't, but that's a great line. I wish she'd said that. Yeah. That made me like her more. She was just mad at me. Yeah, she was pretty mad. And then I said, do you want this pizza back? And she said, you touched it, so no. Yeah, that was a we- that was almost just like a way to assert, fuck you. That hurt my feelings. Oh, right. She <laughs> was like, no way she thought she was going to catch something from you being near her pizza. And then so I went back and ate the pizza with my head down. And the other guy's like, I saw the same thing. He like tried to explain it to him. And he's also like, that was just my friend John leaving. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you were involved at all. Yeah. He was friends with John in the first place. Okay. He knew John. John was just, mm-hmm. John took Maybe that's off. why they pulled John out of the bar. He was eating people's pizza. He was. I mean, it didn't make any sense. This is a man sitting at a pizza. <laughs> the people who own the pizza on the other side of the bar. They were outside, I think. They were outside. <laughs> this guy's just sitting next to the pizza. Then he leaves and they're like, we left our pizza here. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, well, but anyway, was, uh, can you mention what Adam was doing this whole time? What were you, not eating the pizza? Just being cool, drinking my beer. <laughs> You're just drinking your beer, but I want this pizza. <laughs> I know, but backfired. Yeah, didn't, right. didn't pay off. And then she gave me the pizza because she's like, I bought a whole new pizza because of your disgusting germs. Okay, so pizza. And then I said, could you get me one without mushrooms? P- did you? No. Oh, that would have been fun. good. Pizza in this scenario is communism, right? Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're trying Frame to tell that. me that story was not worth it, Adam? Is that- <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Can I, can I make that metaphor work? Mm. Pizza. So we show up to the pizza. Mushrooms is Woodstock. Mm. I'm just throwing you stuff and you got to piece it together. <laughs> okay. It's like a Papa, Papa Murphy's. Put it together your own. So I'm going to give the U.S. a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Here's, here's the argument for why we should have been involved in Vietnam. Because everybody knows now that we totally fucked this one up. Mm-hmm. This is We shouldn't have been there at all. I don't know. JFK dies. LBJ comes into the presidency. He's aware... This place is going to flip to communist. And he says, well, we're not communist, so we should stop. You know, communism is bad. Bad thing is happening. We will go stop the bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if communism is you're right, a little bit of a busybody kind of move. Very busybody. There's a whole world out there, and there's all these other places living in it. And if they want to get, it's like, it's like uh, the U.S. is a tiger mom. And we think that these are all of our children. Yeah, I have another metaphor when you're done with this one. All right. And the U.S., we see someone else's child misbehaving. And we go, I got to go tell them how to live their life. And it's like, look, you can tell your kids how to live your life. You can't tell the whole world how to live their life. Mm -hmm. You just got to let them make their own decisions. Let them make mistakes. Laissez-faire. Live and let live. Viva Las Vegas. Live in La Vida Loca. Ricky Martin. Shake those hips. Shakira. She wasn't bad. Um... So my other explanation is uh, not a tiger mom, cat lady. And all, okay, no, actually, it's mm. like a child. Mm. So we, everyone came over like, we want America. We want to be our own thing. Fucking the rest of this world sucks. So we want to go take this new land, make something great. And it's like a child being like, I want this toy. And then the other kid starts having fun with his toy. And be um, like, wait, what are you doing over there? Like, we don't like you having fun. Now we want that toy too. Yeah. It was something. That's it, was a, it was an attempt. Well, because there's the whole, we become a nation because we're like, oh, England's controlling us. And fuck England. What are they controlling us for? They don't have any say in what we do. Then we bust off of England. We make our whole new country. And then we start looking at these other places and we go, ah, that's, that's not how you do it, guys. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, by the way, we've been here for a couple hundred years. We figured out all the tricks. We're pretty confident at this think, point. Yeah, I think part of it was like, we're civilized. We have the most... Like, we make all these, you know, we've we had a couple of good things, a couple of good discoveries, made a couple of cool things happen, and we're like, well, clearly we're just doing things better. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, and that's where we get confused. Also, to is, be fair, if I lived in the 50s when shit was just happening, I'd be like, oh, yeah, capitalism is the best. Right. Well, At that point in time, I would have clearly believed that. You you can say capitalism is is bad, and I'll say it's fair point. But uh, you can't tell me we don't have the coolest stuff. And I think that's when we, people always, they go, well, capitalism gives us the coolest stuff. Right. And I think that that's objectively true. And. But then the whole conversation becomes, well, those guys don't like stuff as much as you. Yeah. Well, and early on, it's like we didn't see the downside to having a bunch of stuff. No. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You look at the 50s. I mean, I've only seen pictures of white people in the 50s Uh or pictures of really bad things happening. Yeah. But the 50s look great because I was showing you all these houses. It's like everybody had a nice house. I picture everyone then, spending six hours a day in a in a nice cream parlor. Right. Exactly. A diner. Uh-huh. Big but, rip your float. But then there's all sorts of... God, the A&W people wore skates back then. What a time. <laughs> they yeah. Were, well, I think my grandma was an A&W gal. Really? Yeah. Was that like a high status thing? I can't imagine that was high status, <laughs> no. but... Well, I mean, for a te- like a teen... Where was it like the cheerleaders of fast food? Oh, I could she see was that. On the skates. That seems right. Flaunting it. Do you have a flaunty grandmother? Uh, not so much anymore. Well, that's... at least I haven't noticed. If she's doing it, she's not doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think if she's not doing it, she's doing the right thing as a grandmother. Probably, this for point. sure. Uh, Prioritize. Bet she's got some great calves after all that mm. skating around. She's in a wheelchair. <laughs> knee, oh, knee down lopped off still skating in a capitalism accident so no she's fine um <laughs> okay. so we're over there like hey capitalism's the only way to go and uh we don't have the right boots how long does this go on like were there some big turning points it was just like oh this is a lot harder than we thought we're not getting anywhere sisyphus boulder up a hill boulder oh, up a jungle oh, hill very good use of sisyphus yeah mm-hmm. there's a whole sisyphus the whole time but i think it took 
took way too long. You go over there and you keep thinking you're about to crack the code. Mm-hmm. You go, we just showed up. It's a tough learner's curve, but um, we think we figured out the Vietnam. They're all they're all over here. We'll go get them over here, and then it's all. Uh, this is a real guerrilla warfare. This uh-huh. is this is when uh, just as the English came over to our land and we all hid in trees while they lined up like idiots. <laughs> I think we go over to Vietnam 200 years later and uh, they know all the good trees. Yeah. And we don't know any of the trees. Do you have any favorite trees? Weeping willow. Oh, as far as the type. I'm with you on that, actually. I had a tree growing up in my lawn that had a perfect, the branch growing out of the tree had a perfect little U dip in the branch, Ooh. just tall enough for me to grab as a kid so I could climb this tree only because this little loop and then my parents cut that limb off and i was like that's my favorite limb and i cried yeah we had a good climbing tree in our backyard as a every tree as a child is oh. fucking enormous now you look at those things and they're dead <laughs> someone chopped them down <laughs> yeah, okay that might not be as much a child grown up relationship as i thought no. but uh yeah we used to play a game in swim lessons where they'd go it was called chop chop timber okay and they would say hey what kind of tree are you i don't know why that was part of the game but then you'd announce what tree you were, and then they would go chop, chop, timber, and then you had to fall in the water. Okay. Just a way of tricking children to get wet. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you need that many tricks. But I was always a weeping willow. Okay. And did you cry when you came out of the water? <laughs> uh, I used to, man, I, thought, I used to have these dark goggles that I'd wear in swim lessons, and they'd make me do like 50 bobs, and I love the goggles because I could like cry in those goggles of how miserable I was. Really? Yeah. You would cry in your goggles? There was also water in there. There weren't the best goggles. Oh, that's hilarious. But I was very sad at I swim lessons. I thought you were going to say looking at butts or something. Between the, the goggle situation and declaring myself a weeping willow, I should have been diagnosed with childhood depression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, here we are. Uh, led to one of the world's greatest pasta comics, and... Um, <laughs> Tell me how you feel about this. So, looking at people's bodies underwater didn't even occur to you until you start going through, uh, you know, your sexual, sexual, sexual awakening. Um, <laughs> until you went through liberty and justice for all. I feel like there was like a week from the time where it's like, oh, I'm horny. Where you're like, oh, cool, I can look at people under a pool. And then after that one week window, I'm like, oh, this is a huge violation. Like, this um, feels so wrong because of how easy it is to just be a little creep. Interesting. You give it a Peeping Tom underwater, no problem. Nobody's... People are so... They're in swimsuits under there. <laughs> you know, I wish I could agree with you. I don't think the idea of looking at girls underwater occurred to me until you brought it up right then. Really? I, you were never in a pool and you're... Uh, I'm sure 12, I... 12, 13, 14, you had goggles on and you're just like, oh, geez. I'm sure a I A bunch of people have. jumping up and down in the shallow end. See, I can't hold my breath very long. <laughs> so I think <laughs> Especially that's... when your heart gets going, you... Find yourself a little uh, copper tone gal under there. All right, I'm <laughs> that age doesn't line up. <laughs> no, a little uncomfortable with the copper tone gal. It's always weird when the dog's down there too. Yeah, how'd you get down here? That uh, what do you old, got book lungs. How old is that salt girl? Salt. You know the. Oh yeah. What's the difference? Does she have a umbrella and a dress? Uh the butt is um, the copper tone. The butt's the copper tone. Then there's the girl with the umbrella, and I think it's just a rain jacket. Yeah. But why is she on the salt? Are they throwing salt at her? Was that a thing they used to do? No, I mean, she's holding an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Is she protecting herself from the rain? Oh, good question. Where's the salt come in? I feel like we used yeah, to do that with right. advertising, where you could just... I guess Geico still does that shit. They just okay, go, this man. person has nothing to do with anything else, but we'll throw it on the label. Interesting. What's on their label? Geico? I don't know. Geico has so many fucking advertising campaigns. Hey, I see your statements. You go through Geico. Don't complain. I do go through Geico. 
It's the cheapest. The reason I I go through Geico because I'm like, well, they've got a lot of ads. They must be doing pretty well. I see, really that was your that's kind I, of my thought process. Interesting. I got a bunch of quotes, and I'm like, this is by far the cheapest. Uh, so I did that. Yeah, I think there. I think I looked at two. At least in Wisconsin, I know things. it varies a little bit by where you are. Mm-hmm. But so. anyway, so that's we got we covered um, parking, <laughs> car insurance. <laughs> My, I saw your registration came up. I told you that would happen soon. Um, oh, do they mail me something? I think. Yeah, I think so. I'll take care of you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. You're, you're in good hands. I'm Charlie's secretary now for all things. Vehicle. I think that's all state. All right, so we got a this war. How long did it occur? I believe I asked. <laughs> Was that a question? I think so. I'm going to say we were over there for like eight years. Okay. and the f- So that's two kids through college. Yeah. Kind of like... High what, school and college. High school and college, yeah. That's a lot of drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Yeah. During the time Vietnam occurred, you could have started high school, fucked up your grades, turned it all around, gotten into a good school, dropped out, reapplied to another... Gotten a two-year technical degree. All in the time. <laughs> Why did it end so <laughs> mediocre? Actually, I wish I... Anyway. All in that time, we were fighting a war in Vietnam that we didn't need to be in. Yeah. One question. Um, well, lots of questions, but one question. Were people doing drugs? Were soldiers? What wars were where soldiers started doing? Like, what is poppy? Where was poppy grown? I think the poppy's over there. That is sounds it? right. Okay. I think well, they might be... Their the heroin, opium dens? Heroin. Yeah, the did opium dens. they get a dens. week off to go be... A, do heroin basically well i think it's just over there and you're over there you're in a war i mean how miserable is that yeah but you're in a war how many people just let you wander into their poppy den well see that's what i'm saying this was the shirts off war yeah this was the first war where this isn't like usual we're we're in trenches and we have a definite plan we're going Mm -hmm. city to city we're marching people would go all right we gotta cut through the jungle and i found a cool path and they'd they'd run over there and people were really greasy yeah, a lot of grease. You picture these folks, they're wearing like a tank top, and they got their uniform tied around their waist, and they're real greasy. Oil, hmm? Oil smeared on their face. Also, everyone's in great shape, but were they lifting over there? I don't know, they're walking through swampy shit. Okay. I don't know. But are they doing curls? I feel like you see these people in the movies. I mean, you're asking if the military works out. Of course they do. <laughs> That's like their whole thing. But I guess... They don't have a gym over there. Well, I mean, I guess they're, they're basic, and then they're already in pretty good shape, and then they're probably lifting. There were, were they? They're probably actually not tanks now that I think about it. But uh, they had like tents. They probably had to carry all their fucking tents. Well, that's the thing. I think carrying stuff around a lot. I think they have tanks, but most of them aren't in the tank brigades. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just kind of right. They're on foot, and they're it's more sneaky. And then they also have tanks. A lot of helicopters too. Oh yes, this was the war of no shirts and helicopters. And it's a cool war. Yeah. Fun thing about helicopters, you got these planes, those are a whole ordeal, you got to take off, you got to land. Helicopter, you just swing on down, you pop on up, you got mm-hmm. all this this fun control. People yeah, hop on and off these helicopters without even landing. Yeah, you got the cool ladder thing, you can just hang on the ladder. Oh yeah, with a machine gun. Ooh yeah, bring one of those along. <laughs> I think that's why there's so many movies about the Vietnam War. It looks pretty badass. It was believable to make people seem like, you know, a Rambo type guy. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... World War II, nobody's buying it where you're like, oh, this was the cool guy in World War II. Uh-huh. And he just ran into a trench and World started War smacking World War II was people. the war of love. Everyone had just fallen in love before they had to go over there, mm, right? That's right. <laughs> and this one is they're like, nah, we were single. We were just doing drugs and fucking anyway. I think everyone had just gotten out of that relationship. <laughs> right. World War II, we're all love struck, uh, stars in our eyes, get back, go through a bad breakup. And all of a sudden we're like, ah, we're in the opium dens and we're 
you know, yeah. in the jungle, coping with our in our shirts off. Fair enough. Real. I'm in Vietnam right now. Real bachelor's boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's some good info. Um, how did it wrap up? Who, uh, how did we pull out, so to speak? Well, I think, sex. I think we just eventually realized, oh, we're not getting anywhere. Nothing's getting accomplished. Mm-hmm. There was a whole, like, there was the Tet Offensive. We won that one. Tet came down, said, hey, we're going to get you, and we fought him off. Okay. And there was the, the what ho- offensive? Tet. Who's Tet? Uh, I think he was just a general. Okay. General Tet. And General Tet said, let's go get him, and we won. So we won the Tet Offensive, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think we thought, oh, we'll just, we'll win the war the way a lot of people win wars, where we just like cut them off from having supplies. Yeah. And then Ho Chi Minh, he just keeps giving them supplies. It's called the Ho Chi Minh Trail, where mm-hmm. they would just put a bunch of rice on a wagon and they were running down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And these Vietnamese never got hungry like we thought they would. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're having to fly our rice over an ocean to get it to us. Yeah. It's a tough task. It is a tough task. So I think what happens, we just get to a certain point, realize we're not going to win, and the U.S. declares, all right, we did it. We won the war. And, uh, <laughs> okay. And everyone's... No one, did, no one bought it, right? Yeah, everyone's like, well, we didn't. Yeah. It's kind of like if today we declared well, we won the yeah, Iraq war yeah. or Afghanistan, yeah. we'd be like, okay, that sounds like there's a little bit of truth in that. Well, you have to say it less when you're like, it wasn't a war, it was a military engagement, mm. which is like, piss or get off the pot, buddy, you marrying that? military or what (laughs) (laughs) call it a war fucking send it packing so i yeah and everyone's very we fucked up the vietnam war i'm not gonna say we didn't fuck up the vietnam war but if we had stopped them from becoming communist Mm -hmm. i think there'd be a little more yeah we did the right thing sentiment for sure instead we just fought a war that we shouldn't have been involved in and then they became communists anyway and everyone's like why were we doing that in the first place if they want to be communist, let them be communist. And we had to be like, eh, yeah, maybe let them, let them live their lives. Yeah. I mean, now every college kid wants, was like, let's be communist. They might have I'm a joking point. around. I'm playing around. That, exactly. Yeah. I, it's not black and white here. Um, so if you had to say, wrapping up uh, the best thing other than this podcast to come out of the Vietnam War, what would you, what would you, what would you say? I feel like the Who made a lot of good songs. Okay. Um, that was a, a Teenage Wasteland. I think that was the Teenage Wasteland. Okay. Because they were... All right. I think they were all a, teens back then. We sent a bunch of teens over there. God, I really picture like a 32-year-old. Well, that's the thing. You picture these guys in the war and you're like, oh, those are those are some men with I some muscles on the them. that's the point is they left boys, became men. Hmm, yeah. And then uh, the people that dodged the war started a band called Boys Two Men. Well, that's the best thing we got out of the Vietnam War was that band. And uh, we got all these these guys with some good muscles. And they came over here with some, uh, you know, PTSD and some real problems getting jobs. Some good pilot scripts. Do they have good pilot scripts? No, not the guys specifically, but about the guys. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone sell their life rights? Be like, I, crazy shit happened over there. Oh, I'm sure. All right. Also, you I don't can... know how that works. If someone out there wants to buy my life rights, um, they're on the table. Yeah. I've... So if I sold my life rights now, that would be if, if something happened to me a year from now, they would still have rights to that. You know, I don't think this is a real... F- you, I think you sell a story. I think you... I think you give mm. the story of your life up. Yeah, I think you allow someone... That's a good point. Well, if I'm cash-strapped, I'm going to Google this. Every homeless person should just sell their life. I bet they have a crazy life story. <laughs> yeah, but that's... The other thing is, you have to be famous to sell your life rights. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, they're just going to go, well, here's a homeless guy. We'll slap Write a different a story name on the homeless about, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, fair. 
you have to go, oh, this is the story about this mm-hmm. person. Every homeless guy should have the same name, and then it'll be like, you famous? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, every homeless guy fought in Vietnam. Cause, all right, uh, I'm going to have to sell plasma now that I realize I can't sell my life rights. <laughs> it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all right. That's uh, as good as a rap as any. Yep. I blame Richard Nixon for mm-hmm. it, as I do most things. And uh, I'd like to invite our listeners out to our barbecue. <laughs> Please tell them. Uh, it's going to be June 2nd at James Madison Park. So if you have listened to this episode or another one, you are invited to bring a dish to pass. The AACP BBQ hashtag goes at the front of that. Um, <laughs> we'll be June 2nd from 2 to 6. So please join us. And uh, Adam, what do you want to say? Bring a Frisbee.